The Nine Most Terrifying episode is brought to you by Bunshole. At Bunshole, we know that protesting and rioting can be risky to your hair. Hell, we know that the coffee grinder at your job at the coffee shop has risks. So we designed our new polycarbon material man buns hair clip to secure your unwashed mane. So when you need to keep your man bun held high and safe, choose Bunshole. Act now and buy two Bunshole polycarbonate clips and get your third free. In Ronald Reagan's 1981 inauguration speech, the late president said, In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. From time to time, we've been tempted to believe that society has become too complex to be managed by self-rule, that government by an elite group is superior to government for, by, and of the people. Well, if no one among us is capable of governing himself, then who among us has the capacity to govern someone else? All of us together, in and out of government, must bear the burden. The solutions we seek must be equitable, with no one group singled out to pay a higher price. Hi, I'm Keith Michaels. And I'm Russ Brown. And this is The Nine Most Terrifying. nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Well, hello, everyone. We want to thank you to, for joining us on our first episode of The Nine Most Terrifying. This is where we discuss stories related to governments, solutions, and answers to problems, but those so-called solutions end up becoming a citizen's worst nightmare. Ain't that the truth, Russ? I'm sure many of the listeners can think of times when the government has royally screwed up. Uh, well, then this show is for you. So a few things about the show before we get started. Uh, we are not anti-government. We're not uh, anti-American. We actually love this country. Um, right, Russ? No, oh, absolutely. We love, we love this country that, that we live in, and we're very grateful to be here. And, and in fact, Russ, you even served in the military. Yeah, I did. I, I served 22 years in the Air Force, and uh, you know, it was uh, a pleasure to serve this great nation, and uh, it was, it was a, a great experience. Yeah, so with that belief— um, we're just tired of watching governments uh, around the globe continue to not be held accountable uh, for their actions and actions. And too many times they just simply say, oops, walk away. And us citizens of course are left with, you know, the mess having to clean it up and sometimes having to mourn the loss of even loved ones. So with that out of the way, um, Oh, Hey, I almost forgot. Um, so if you are, of the belief that government can do no wrong. This probably is not the show for you. Um, <laughs> it, so you might be easily triggered. That being said, uh, you know, we might want to go find a nice cooking show, a comic book podcast, maybe some type of uh, true crime podcast. That's great. But this show is really about um, talking about government when they really mess up and, you know, just exposing that. So with that out of the way, let's get this uh, started, Russ. Um, okay, Russ. So, what if I told you, or, yeah, what if I told you that the American government 
um, post-World War II was worried about uh, biological warfare on our coastlines. Well, yeah, it's it's one thing that they've always worried about because, you know, the Russians and the Germans and all of them all used different chemical weapons. And, I mean, being in the military, one of the things we always trained for every year was a chemical attack on on our, on sure, our home soil. Sure, but, like, following World War II and maybe the beginning of the Cold War— uh, they were just as worried. Yeah, 1949 absolutely. to be exact. Yep. What if I told you that they were so worried that they even um, released biological weapons on our own people and it was called Operation Sea Spray? Wow. That is interesting because I have never heard of that. And I, and we're going to caveat this here, here, people, real quick, just so you know. So every time we do an episode, me and Keith are going to flop back and forth. So this very first episode, Keith is going to bring a subject to discuss, and I have no clue about it. He's not telling me, and when I do my episode, I'm not going to tell him. So what you're going to get, the exchange between him and I, my opinions and stuff and my thoughts on this are going to be very raw because I have not had any time to research any of all this. So this is what's going to make this uh, program very cool. So. I had never even heard of this. I was just doing a little bit of research, you know, obviously do a Google search. Hey, when is government messed up? I swear to God, it's every article is something about someone saying, sorry. Oh, we didn't mean for that to happen. I mean, it's common. I swear to Mm -hmm. God, I, I, it's weekly, right? But this was a really big screw up. This was an idea of theirs that they ran for 20 years. And, but this specific one, Operation Sea Spray lasted for seven days in San Francisco in 1950. Uh, September 20th, it began and ended on September 27th. And what they did is the U.S. Navy, they came up with this idea. Well, we want to know if, uh, you know, the public or our coastlines are susceptible to biological warfare. So they decided to find some what they called harmless bacteria, and they released it um, on the coastline there in San Francisco uh, to about 800,000 residents. The biggest issue um, is one of the bacteria that they uh, released, it's really weird, it's called uh, Serratia marcicinus. Mar- marcicinus. That's a hard word. But basically, it's that, it's that bacteria like in your showers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see that red stuff? Right. That's what it is. Okay. So I have no idea how you develop that, make that, and then be able to release that into the atmosphere, but that's what they did from the ships. And they did it for seven days, and... The, the, the crazy thing is, is that they estimated um, in those seven days that 800,000 residents inhaled at least 5,000 of these particles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is insane. So, so they did this for seven days, didn't tell anybody. And it was maybe during that time or right after they had uh, some people come into the hospital, one of the hospitals. And they were, most of them were having like urinary tract infections mm-hmm. and having problems. It was about 10 people, but there was this 11th guy and a uh, poor guy, you know, he, he shows up, he's absolutely just miserable. And, you know, he had the same type of symptoms, uh, urinary tract infections, and they were very serious. <laughs> the poor guy, after three weeks, he died. His name was Edward Nevin. And, They've written quite a bit of uh, studies or done a lot of studies on this because they have never seen uh, this happen in a hospital. And, of course, the Navy, uh, when they finally uh, had to 
to talk about it or admit it. They they actually admitted it in um, 1977 uh, for the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Health and Scientific Research. But the, these assholes, they, they admitted that they did it. And they didn't just do it in San Francisco, but San Francisco was the only place that they actually had uh, uh, the public that came into hospitals, or at least right. what they could say. And But they pointed out, yeah, there was hospitals that got it, but you know, we can't say that it was our bacteria that caused these urinary tract infections. They probably had it, they got it from the hospital itself. But they couldn't point to anything in the hospital that, that actually caused it. Right. So, <laughs> and, and how could people get that sick and have that... That big of a uh, of an infection, if the hospital if in the hospital, I mean that's one of the more sanitary places that you can be, and to have that many particles, that many particles. Well, I'm just you thinking. Cannot, I'm just trying to think. Like, right, it's 1950. You know, you kiss your wife goodbye. I'm going to go to work. And you go outside, and your car is just full of this this red shit. I know, and nobody <laughs> knows. Like, where did this well, come from? What is that? Who am I? Why am I here? <laughs> exactly. I mean. I was reading this and I was like, so no one like questioned anything. They didn't no. go, Oh, we've never seen this. And I, I was reading San Francisco is not known for this bacteria. They don't normally see this. Right. Um, but because it was red, that's why they used it. So they could see it where mm-hmm. it had traveled and moved yeah, to. and see where the coverage is yep. and how much, how much, uh, how much area that, that can be affected by this stuff. Exactly. So they, they uh, they released it in 43 different locations off the coastline for seven days. So that's why so many people were exposed because, right. I mean, they hit everything. But I would just – typically, you would see this stuff. I mean, people weren't complaining or asking questions. Like, typically today, um, if we see something different, we're mm-hmm. going to typically ask, like, what's going on? Oh, like, within 30 seconds, <laughs> within thirty seconds, it's all over social media now and but, wondering but, what's going on. But it, it just shocks me, like the American government, some of the things that they've done, and we'll, we'll cover some other things. Military was notorious for it, but they, they, they will just release this stuff and go, ah, it's okay if the people breathe it in. It's, it's harmless. But well, how yeah, do you they, know? They, they might get a little sick. We just want to test it out. <laughs> just you the know? bacteria straight it's into like, their lungs. Like Everything's really? fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and and that's always great to know that the that the government and and the military at that time, you know, decided, oh, we're just going to unsuspect unsuspecting to our American citizens. We're just going to test something on you and not even tell you what's going on. What's crazy about it too? I mean, this is this is exactly what feeds those conspiracy theorists. Oh, it does. You know, with like the the chemtrails. Yes. I mean, it really does. Now, I look, I I don't believe in the whole chemtrail thing, but do you blame these people for feeling this way when oh, yeah. their own government's releasing this this you know safe bacteria and then oh no sorry <laughs> and they only met it years after they got caught but right. I mean they did it everywhere they did it in the UK with the American government uh, they did it in New York um, it wasn't always this bacteria but it was other bacteria right. and uh, but yeah for twenty years I mean you would have thought okay you did it once or twice. You did it in for twenty years mm-hmm. and not telling anybody. Yeah, and ultimately, no one paid a price. Not one person. Now, well, I've that tried surprise me. Yeah, the uh, I was trying to read the uh, the subcommittee um, transcript. It's really long and it's frankly boring to read. Um, and, and as you can imagine, politicians are involved, so yeah. a lot of grandeur and people mm-hmm. talking about how great they are, and you right. know, we brought this bill forward, but. You know, it, it's hard to find who were the major players in it. Right. Um, you know, who who's the guy that said, "Oh, yep, go do this." You know, I'm sure it's some 
Some general told some lackey to do it, and they went ahead and they did it. But for 20 years. Right. And no one said, you know. <laughs> well, and I think we it goes deeper this. than just a general who told him to do it. I mean, the, the orders have to come from way high for something like that and, and to not tell people what's going on. You, you just expect just, someone You just expect someone to, to say, um, sir. <laughs> right. Didn't yeah. say, oh, uh, this doesn't sir. seem right. <laughs> nope, but, no. I'm, but I'm going to tell you, you know, you know being you know, in the military and in my experience and stuff, you know, way back then. They, there was no room for questioning authority. You just did true, it. True, true. I mean, nowadays, you know, and even for me later when I got in my career, you know, having having decisions questioned, you know, it was it was like, okay, you know, we never questioned decisions. You just executed, and then we talked about it afterwards. But to have nobody just go, well, hey, hey, time out. What's going on? <laughs> it just didn't happen. And 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 God forbid, back then you did, you know. So. To move on on this story, after it all happened and, and everything got laid to bear, um, it, it led, especially in 19, after 1977, after they fully admitted it, but they didn't accept any responsibility, you know, for people well, getting sick not. or even doing it other than, yeah, we did it, but uh, yeah, we probably should have known that this stuff was um, not good. I, I do believe there were some other uh, bacteria or chemicals they released that are carcinogens, which they cause cancer. Right. So... Who knows? Who knows? Um, th- there are things uh, that some doctors believe in San Francisco. There's been some other uh, long-term issues that people have dealt with. Um, some heart stem stuff, some just, just really crappy things that some people uh, dealt with health-wise that they attribute to maybe them releasing this on, on the unsuspecting public. Right. But it kind of explains a lot about San Francisco now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, it, it tells you why they're crazy. I mean, there. There's a lot of bacteria there yeah. now, especially on the streets. But. Well, and see, and this is one of those things. It's like, okay, hey, we got a great idea. Ooh, we just had a brainchild, <laughs> but we're not going to think about what could end up being the long-term effects of this. But, you know, they didn't care. And they didn't I mean, care. obviously, and they're not going to tell anybody because they don't want anybody asking questions, right? right? Like, well, why would you be doing this? <laughs> well, and, and that's because... Is this harmful? We just got done with World War II, and they're worried about the chemical attacks and, and stuff like that. They're and mer- Russia. They're worried about you know, Russia. And, and, you know, we've already got hit on our soil when the Japanese hit Pearl Harbor, so what's to say something can't actually hit the mainland of the United States? And and I could see their, the worry about it, but... Just jump into a quick reaction thinking, okay, we need to test this to see what could happen and not worry about the long-term <laughs> effects. I mean, nope, that's, re- that's ridiculous. So in 1981, the Nevin family uh, did sue the federal government mm-hmm. uh, for negligence and responsibility for the death of Edward Nevin, poor Edward, yeah. um, as well as they were looking for financial um, security for his, uh, his, his wife right. uh, for the medical costs and everything mm-hmm. else. Of course, the lower court ruled against them primarily because the bacteria used in the test was unproven to be responsible. Now, I'm reading this from a Wikipedia today, and I apologize, but, hey, I'm just going to do it. Um, unproven to be responsible for Mr. Nevin's death. Now, the Nevin family appealed the suit all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and guess what? They gave him a big old middle finger and said, fuck you, sir. We aren't paying you shit. And that's what happened. The family never... Um, Never got you know anything. Um, right. They, I mean, they didn't even get a sorry. I mean, at the end of the day, did they even get a sorry? It doesn't even yeah. sound like it to me. I mean, I, I guess. Well, I no, could because go- if they got a sorry, that means somebody <laughs> had to accept responsibility. That means they would have to admit 
that they were responsible for his death, and they're exactly. not going to do that. Exactly. So, and that tells you how deep <laughs> this thing went. I mean, it was. I mean, well, yeah. Who so, was all in charge of this? So, was yeah. Probably so. So let's go down the secret. whole list that came out of the 1977 subcommittee. So, like I said, between 1949 and 1969, uh, they did these open air tests of biological agents, and it was over like 239 times. Um, in 80 of those experiments, the Army said it used live bacteria. And in others, it used inert chemicals to stimulate bacteria. Uh, in the 1950s, uh, those Army researchers uh, uh, dispersed this uh, serratia on Panama City and Key West, Florida, with no known illnesses resulting. They also did, yeah, this is the one in 1950s, the Army researchers dispersed zinc, cadmium, cadmium sulfide, whatever. Uh, known, uh, it's a known carcinogen, mm-hmm. cancer-causing agent. That's just great. Over Minnesota uh, and other Midwestern states. <laughs> These particles were detected more than 1,000 miles away in New York State. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, that, there, there's chemtrails. This is, this, yeah. this is what feeds these people because they actually did do it. Uh, but now, you know, I don't, I don't know if our listeners know what the, the chemtrail theory is, is that they are putting something in the fuel jet or the jet fuel for right. uh, planes, and then they're releasing these from the planes over us, and it's causing cancers and killing right. everybody. And so that's the whole theory. And mm-hmm. I'm serious. You can go down a rabbit hole on even Facebook uh, groups with this chemtrail group. I mean, we, oh, we yeah. even have one here in Wyoming, I believe, and... I've I've uh, had a, had to deal with a couple letters that have come through. This guy is a total wacko, and uh, but yeah, they, they they are clearly serious and very concerned. And I get it. It's just that this these are the reasons why they feel this way. Um, so again, let's see who else. Um, there were some more bacteria. I don't know what this is uh, that they released also in San Francisco, New York, Washington D.C., uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike. In New York, in 66, they spread another type of bacteria, virant uh, Niger, I don't understand, also believed to be harmless in the subway system by dropping light bulbs filled with the bacteria onto the tracks and stations in midtown Manhattan. So apparently they put this bacteria in uh, light bulbs and they put it on the subway, it cracked them, and it released these agents <laughs> to the people, unsuspecting, of course. Um and the final one here they have listed in May of 65, a uh, secret release of the of another agent at Washington's National Airport and its Greyhound Lines bus terminal. More than 130 passengers were exposed to the bacteria. Uh, it traveled to 39 cities in seven states in, in the two weeks following the mock attack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, ultimately... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I read and that this. line that cracks me up is that it was a safe bacteria. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, if well, it gets shoot. you sick, it's not safe. You know, I, I, I mean, was... <laughs> seriously, it, the way the reason they released a bacteria is because it could be, hey, it looked like a normal sickness that they just picked up somewhere, and we can't be held accountable for it because nobody can prove it came from us. Are you a hard-working, progressive man from a blue state looking for a strong hair product to style your hair? Well, look no further than Gavin's Shell! 
Gavin's Gel? Yeah, Gavin's Gel provides you with smooth, thin, bulletproof hair, styling perfect for that private party night out during a COVID lockdown or that duel with Governor DeSantis. Gavin's Gel, when you want a product as strong as authoritarian as California's environmental regulations. Gavin's Gel. Buy Gavin's Gel at your locally looted Walgreens today. You know, the, th- the funny thing is, I, I'm sure people listening to this, and I, I definitely do, I go into my shower now and I'm scrubbing that stuff. <laughs> I find it. I mean, oh, th- that's the stuff you used I'm to find in college, right? I'm going to sanitize my shower I mean, that's, that's the stuff, you know, in college you'd find because, you know, we were dirty in college. We didn't oh, yeah. very clean much. And so you'd always find those on the windows and, oh, gross. But, yeah, that reading that, I was like, oh, I just had bad flashbacks of college and, <laughs> and gross, uh, right. uh, you know, uh, shower curtains. But... That that's that's the story. I, it's not very long, oh but I, um, I'm sure we could go even further in this. Um, maybe I might spend some more time next time uh, looking into the actual players. But it was just a little different. Um, no one really. I I know they've written a few books about it, um, but ultimately, uh, in this quick turnaround, I was able to find some some news articles that have been done. But um, yeah, there we are. Uh, one of the nine most terrifying. Hey, I'm from the government. Here to help. <laughs> and it's yeah. so true. So so uh, we're going to try to do this show probably every couple of weeks. We will see. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Russ is a pretty busy guy. Um, but if we can get together and, and meet in the garage or in a park or in a bar yeah. or something. Well, that's um, the cool thing about doing a podcast like this. You can, you can do it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, we would go down to our favorite watering hole, uh, the four winds, but it gets kind of loud in there. It gets very loud. Yeah. I mean, uh, we would actually have to call them and set something up like either before or after hours or shut oh, down. Oh, they the would place. not do that. They would or, not go for that. Hey, you know what? I got an idea. Yeah, they could do it and tell people what's going on, invite a certain amount of people there. They have to buy their alcohol. They could sit in the background and if they I love something, they, they could cheer about it. I don't it. know if they want to do that. <laughs> I probably not. No, probably not. Uh, I mean, all of our listeners, probably there's going to be two of them. Yeah, we might have two. Yeah. Maybe. Our wives. Our, yeah. <laughs> if that. Well, and then and then I, I'm sure my daughter will get on there. You know, she's a straight leftist and would just want to see what we're doing and try and bash everything that I'm saying. <laughs> That's okay. That's and okay. it is. And, and this is the thing. We're going to, we, you know, on this podcast, we're going to, we're going to give you different viewpoints. I mean, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not going to give you just one viewpoint of how these no. things are going. We're not going to be a political beast here and, and pick on one side. I swear to God, uh, we'll have to do C- Katrina at some point. I mean, you just have to. It's yep. probably one of the biggest mess ups in American history. Um, but you know, not just from the Amer- uh, from the U.S. government, but even local. Um, but yeah, it's just a. <laughs> so we'll have to do some stories like that. But hey, Russ, are are we doing uh, the 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 weekly award oh yes 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 so with this new podcast what we're going to be doing is every time we do an episode we are going to be handing out the douchebag government official of the week and we're not just going to tell you who they are we're going to tell you why we're going to dive into what they're doing that is just absolutely absurd and and we're going to call them out and and it's not and it can be anybody it can be somebody at the federal level, state level, or local level. All bets are off when it comes to, to government officials. It doesn't matter what level you're at. And so I guess I will present our first award. Okay, let's see. If we want to do it. So this individual that will be our douchebag government official of the week, <laughs> this individual flip flops 
a million times over. This person is continuing to try and push the Bush-Cheney era of the Republican Party. This, this individual was one of two Republican congresspeople to sit on the January 6th bullshit committee that they got going on. And the reason was because, A, they're a Trump hater. B, they think like a Democrat. And if you look at the entire panel, they're all Democrats except for these two individuals. And the one that really just happened this week that oh, really funny. set me off. Oh, my God. And, Wait, Keith, but, thank but, you for bringing it to me. But, but you know, I'll tell you, though, before we get started, we have, to under, we have to tell readers what week this is. So yesterday was probably one of the – uh, one of the biggest rulings ever that came out oh, yeah, of SCOTUS where, uh, where they overturned Roe versus Wade. So yeah. as you can imagine, there's a lot of emotions going on with people. Uh, we're not going to get into that conversation. Yeah. But so that that is the week that we've had here. Well, and, and earlier in the week, they the Supreme Court just overruled yep. uh, the New York uh, gun laws. Yep. And, and then, yeah. So there's been a lot going. So there's a lot going on. And uh, this this wonderful individual has has, you know what, she's. <laughs> she has done some pretty funny things, even to herself. Oh, yeah. Even to herself, it's oh, she has. Uh, but go, go ahead and t- tell them like the first thing. What is she? The first thing she did this week. So the first thing she did this week is she publicly announced and put it on record that she would never, ever, ever try to sway Democratic voters to switch their affiliation. To vote her into office. Well, this week, and so this yeah, week she sent like, out pamphlets. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So let's let's tell the listener. So here in Wyoming, it's called crossover voting, and yep. in the primary, if let's say you're a Democrat and you maybe, and this happens in this state, we don't have a lot of Democrats, um, and so sometimes they don't have even even someone on their right. ballot for that yeah. position. So sometimes. Um, they allow them to just jump over to the other side. Mm-hmm. They, they can do it at the polls yep. and register as a Republican. And then when they're leaving the polls, they can then register back as a Democrat. Yep. They call that crossover voting. It's, it's very controversial. A lot of people say, Oh, it doesn't have any impact, but it, it probably has uh, a little impact when it's a really close race, right? Mm-hmm. If there, we're talking about a thousand votes that, you know, Democrats crossed over to vote mm-hmm. for maybe their moderate candidate. Yeah. It, it can make a, a, a difference yeah. there. And it's um, a dirty deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's, it is what deal. it is. But so, as you go, go, yeah. go on. And so, the report came out just the other day that she, that her campaign was sending pamphlets to all registered Democrat voters in the state of Wyoming asking them to flip to the Republican Party, or at least change their registration so that they could vote to keep her in office. What's funny about it, it wasn't even, it wasn't like begging for their vote, but it's begging for their vote. It is begging. What what the pamphlet did, it just said, here, if you like to learn how to crossover vote, this is how you do it. I mean, it, it... it laid out the whole process, and then at the bottom it says Cheney for Congress or yeah. something. <laughs> and so, and with that, as you can imagine, our douchebag government official of the week is Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney. <laughs> and 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 here's why: you know why she's doing that? Because she's worried. She knows her time is oh, done. Sure, sure. Because Harriet Hageman is going to mop <laughs> the floor with her if ass. Can't, if you can't, if you can't tell, Russ, uh, <laughs> Russ may be a Republican. But that all being said, but and uh, and and the person I picked, my first pick for the award is a Republican. Republican. Yeah. So I, the the funny thing about this week too. So when she did that, it, it 
it, it sounded like a total Carl Rove type of move. Oh, yeah. It, it has Carl Rove written yeah. all over. I'm not saying, Carl, that you did it, but I'm saying you probably did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was part of that Bush Cheney oh, era. Yeah, I, I mean, he was. Or maybe it's Bill Crystal. I don't know yeah, which ones. But after she did that, I think they were expecting that. You know, they they weren't going to get a lot of uh, pushback. Right. And they got not just pushback, obviously, from the Republicans and even her supporters that are Republicans. They're not very happy with her, but they were like, oh, all right, whatever. But the Democrats here were not happy with her. No. They're like, wait a minute. No. What? This is our party. We're going to bring – and I don't blame them for being upset about mm-hmm. things like that. So that's one. Yeah, but where, they want to bring in their own candidate. That's exactly, the thing. Exactly. So, so she pissed off all sides with that move. And then – of, she's not she's not very savvy at all. No. So then on Friday, yesterday, was a hell of a day for her too. She then decided to put out a tweet after the Roe versus Wade, and she came out in support of it being overturned. Okay, fine. The problem is I don't I don't know what she's trying to attract because she's been trying to court the Democrat voters. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, I would say 99.9% of Democrats are for abortion. I could be wrong, but I would say it's probably pretty yeah, high. I, I bet it's pretty So, close. And, it, and it's, they're very emotional. It's a very emotional issue. So, mm-hmm. of course, um, they aren't happy with that tweet. And so mm-hmm. if you get on her Twitter account and see that post and see the responses, and these are from like big people like Hollywood stars and everything. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're mad at her. So she's lost that money that was coming in and lost that support from the Democrats. Um, she may have, may have swayed some Republicans to go, you know what? I don't want to support Harriet. I'm going to vote for Liz that I'm glad that she's standing for that, but I don't know how many. Yeah. So then I, I can't imagine too many. So then she decided later on Friday, they had the gun, bill that came out the gun grabbing bill and she voted for it and so i don't i i think she was trying to say well maybe we'll pick up some democrat voters well she's trying to play both sides of the fence is what she's doing and that's what that's what the republicans under uh, the bush cheney era all did they tried to play both sides but what's crazy about this is her voting for that really took a lot of her supporters like by surprise. Oh yeah. They were not ready because they have been pushing that she, you know, she's pro gun, this and that. Right. And then she votes for this. And, you know, I was talking to one uh, legislator um, and I, and I don't know. I mean, they, they're obviously were surprised and shocked that that she did that. And Mm so she's pissed off them now. And so (laughs) she's had a hell of a week, but I think she deserves this award. I I just, and what, what, what are you calling it now? It is called the douchebag government official of the week. You know, we I might need I, to work on that. Well, you know, I've tried to come up with different different names, and I was sitting there looking. And of course, Bob Mennery, you know, he's got the best award out there. I mean, it's called the shitbag titty fuck of the week. But I can't turn around and steal that from him. No, you, you know, can't do that. But, no, but but I mean, I mean, I just try to make it plain and simple. And it's like, yeah. You do these stupid things. Yeah, she's you know? she's a character. And, you oh, know, from a standpoint, um, you know, if, if you're not from Wyoming, listen to the show. Wyoming is pretty, pretty low key place. It is. And uh, we all know each other. And mm-hmm. I, when I say we do, um, separation of two here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the nation, it's like six or seven. So it, it, if if I know Russ, there's always one person in between us mm-hmm. to know Russ. That's yep. how close it is that we can no other people. And so when, when people don't listen to you or they, uh, they start getting into politics uh, and they do it from other parts of the country 
but they're representing you. This is the type of stuff that happens. And right. so, uh, well, um, Liz, you, you've earned an award. I'm not sure that this is the award that you were looking for, right. but uh, God bless you. Um, yep. Good luck on uh, August 16th. August 16th is the primary here I in Wyoming. So, yeah. so I can't wait till the primaries are done. I hate election season. It's oh, the worst. It's, it's horrible. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, we want to thank you for joining us on the nine most terrifying. Russ, you have anything to add? No, yeah. I just want to say thank you guys and, uh, you know, keep tuning in. And, you know, we're going to get to a point, I think, down the road uh, here after some episodes, you know, oh. once we get a bunch of stuff going and things like that, we're going to want you guys to interact. I mean, we're going to want you to, you know, hey, if you know what's going on in your local or federal or state government areas, hey, tell us. Yeah, say, send hey, us an email. Send us an email. Yeah. Say, hey, dude. I think, I think our, this, this person should yeah, be the douchebag of the week. Yeah, and just our, let us know why. Yeah, I think our Gmail is... Uh, nine most terrifying at Gmail. I think it is nine most terrifying at Gmail. Well, I, you're the one that set up. How do you not know? It? I, I don't remember. And I think it's spelled <laughs> out. I think I spelled out nine. Yeah. So it's nine most terrifying at Gmail. Yeah. yeah send us, if you have an idea for a funny, um, or maybe it's not funny, but maybe a horrific incident that happened, uh, you like us yeah. to, um, you know, uh, go over it on a podcast. We definitely look into it. Um, but all that being said, yeah. we want to, Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. This episode of The Nine Most Terrifying is brought to you by Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill. Did you have a hard day at Planned Parenthood? Tough decisions got you down? Well, come on down to Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill and wash those blues away. Try our exclusive Margaret's Margarita or our appetizers and plant-based burgers. Spend over $100 on food items after your procedure and get a signed autograph photo of Nancy Pelosi. Margaret Sanger's Pub and Grill. We turn bad decisions into great times.